Hello. Thank you for joining us. This is Lit Chat. I'm Bonnie, and PJ is not with us again today, but we have Mary visiting with us today. Hello. Um, today we are going to discuss our Gulf Coast Reads, which is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. I unfortunately don't read a lot of science fiction, and he is purported to be a very prolific science fiction writer. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know, because I have not read anything else by him. So, uh, like I said, this is the first book I've read by him. I found it interesting. Yeah. The story is basically about this guy who works for the government in a uh, organization called Dicomi or Dicomi. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's the department in charge of magical youth. And um, I found kind of parallels to Harry Potter. Yes. At first I did too. Um, Especially with the magical youth part of it. But he is a very non-magical person. Yes, Linus is. Linus is. He does his job very well. He goes around and he visits places that Daikomi has set up for orphanages for magical youth because magic is not allowed anywhere, supposedly. And... We have these children who exhibited magical abilities. So they were literally taken away from their homes and put into these quote unquote orphanages to either try to teach them not to be magical or to keep them away from the rest of society. And Linus's job was to go and make sure that these orphanages were being run properly, you know, that the kids weren't being abused and, you know, they were clean and well-kept and what have you. And he always wrote extremely well reports and they came to the attention of the um, higher ups. I forget what that group is called. So he is sent to this island off in the ocean. And, and you also have to remember that Linus had this little postcard that he had, or his screensaver on his That's computer, right. always said, always had a picture of this ocean and beautiful white beach that said, wish you were here. So when he gets sent to this island, the first thing he notices when he gets to the area is that this scene looks exactly like his postcard. Yes, and he's very excited. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> Yes, he was extremely excited. And then things start <laughs> yes, happening. Start, yeah, interesting things start happening to him. Um, and he's not sure then what exactly to do. But um, I guess that's when, for me, the story started to actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the very beginning of it. Um, so... Let me backtrack a little bit. I did the audiobook for, for House in the Cerulean Sea. And a book has to really catch my attention since I'm listening to it. Or I'm not going to pay attention. So the very beginning of House in the Cerulean Sea did not catch my attention right away. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't remember a lot of what happened at the beginning. 
because it it was to me just the narrator talking and I was just not focusing but um until Linus got to the island and then he meets um the sprite and I don't remember her name now but Talia yeah well no the one that's driving the the car oh is that Zoe yes (laughs) the the quote-unquote owner of the island because sprites own Own, property yes Yes, they own things and you have to be invited Mm -hmm. onto their property so um yeah until he met her and the way she was she was with Linus the way she talked to him and everything that's what when the story started to catch my attention and I started listening and paying attention there really wasn't a whole lot that happened before that anyway (laughs) um extremely upper management that's what I was trying to find. That's right. Extremely That's all they were called ever right. was extremely upper management. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, your proverbial government organization. Yes. Um, but he gets to this island and the first, like, the first person he meets, obviously, is Zoe, mm-hmm. who is very skeptical of him. Um, then he, when he gets to the island, she just kind of drops him at the door of the house and leaves. You know, there's no introductions, no nothing. He sees nobody. There's nobody there to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not quite sure. And so he ends up in the garden where Talia, the gnome, now she is a child, even though she's 200 and some years old. she's still a child. Um, she's still a child because gnomes grow to be like. 800 and some years old mm. or something and so she's she's it's sort of six six year oldish yeah or maybe I a little most older most of the kids seem to be around that six age. to ten yeah. you know not teenagers yet no yeah. um but the first thing obviously she wants to do is beat him over the head and bury him in her <laughs> garden <laughs> so this is where you know <laughs> you want to laugh yeah. these kids are extremely interesting they you have to keep telling yourself they're kids and Mm -hmm. we know that kids do things to push adults buttons yes yes and they try for the wow factor every time so every time one of these kids opens their mouth it's like he thinks he's being threatened at first and then he he learns this is just the way they they talk talk. (laughs) especially when he meets lucy they're trying to push buttons yes lucy he was given folders, but he never bothered to read them, yeah. which I think was interesting, being as yeah. he's usually such a, you know... Yes, a very regular, regulated, yeah, supposedly follows everything by the book. It's like, well, why didn't he read up on these children? <laughs> and you're like... But then when the first one he opens, he's waiting on the train platform for Zoe to pick him up or for... He didn't know it was Zoe, but for someone to pick him up. And the first folder he opens up is about Lucy. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not going to tell you who Lucy is. No. no. Because that would give away a lot of the story. Yeah. Pretty. Lucy is a boy. And his the name Lucy is a nickname. Yes. Because they do not like using his real his name. His real name, no. But Lucy does, um, he is, he is a, a main part of this book. So, yeah. <laughs> he is a very main part. You kind of learn things as you go along. I I found it interesting that they never come right out and say anything. 
But this book covers a lot of different social norms, Mm -hmm. public opinion, and a lot of other things, but very nuanced. Yes. In the story. Nothing. Right. You're right. Nothing is is very. Nothing is discussed straightforward. But you 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 start to pick up on what's going on by actions that different characters take and things that they say. Um, but, uh, yes. So there's a lot about, um, some differences in, in people and, and that kind of thing. You know, the fact that all of these children, there are, what is it? Six children? Yes. Six children and Arthur, who is the, uh, manager of the orphanage and Zoe, who is the sprite that owns the island. All of these children were sent here because, First of all, they were quote-unquote magical beings, but second of all, because they were problematic children. And they were sent to this island because it was very isolated. Right. And the government felt that they might be, I want to say, dangerous to society. Not so much to themselves, but the government was trying to keep them away from everyone else. And they paid the town. Yeah, the, the people. The people in the right town across. or the town itself was somehow paid um, to, the, to, to <laughs> put up with them, basically, yeah. to, to have this, this orphanage that close to them yeah. and to supply them. Because mm-hmm. obviously you had to supply them with food and what have you, yeah. different things. Different needs. Um, but they, the children never went to town. No. Um, Arthur very rarely went to town. Zoe was their contact. She would take the ferry across and get their supplies and come back. But then Linus comes along and says, hey, these kids are too isolated. (laughs) He says, I think you need to take them into town. If, If the whole idea of the orphanage was to... Right, train them to be normal, train them to like be normal. Other people, non-magical people. Yeah, um, you need to expose them. Expose to them. them to non-magical people. <laughs> yes. And so the the one day that they do go into town, there is obviously the town does not like having them. Yes. Most people will tolerate them, but you always have those few that are extremely outspoken and kind of reminds me of reading about the uh, 1960s, you know, with the blacks, with the prejudice and and all towards black people. You know, these kids go into the ice cream parlor and the owner is saying, we don't serve your kind here. And, but then the mayor steps in. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and she ends up being a big help to them and and all. But Linus is is always extremely conflicted through the whole thing. He's trying to do his job, which is to write his reports, and he's not supposed to get emotionally involved. No, he's not. But he is he getting emotionally in, involved. Emotionally like involved. Many of the characters, yes. And uh, so that's kind of where it leads us to him balking (laughs) balking the the norm management too (laughs) and balking oh 
his reports were very reprimanding to upper management, to extremely upper management. When he wrote his reports, he was saying stuff like, I don't mean to tell you how to run your things, but haven't you been doing this all wrong? (laughs) And uh, so I found some of his his reporting was... Well, Linus gets an, you know, receives his awakening. And so now he's, you know, trying to figure out what actually is the best way to raise these children. And And to bring the, he also decides that society needs a kick in the pants. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out how to. Not end up in jail, I guess, or not end up somewhere, <laughs> yes, yeah. but still bring it out to the public right. that these places do exist and yeah. and things need to change. Yeah. And yes, we can't just hide these children away because they're different. Right. Um, so there are a lot of different things in here. This book very. Uh, speaks to the gay population yes um it also speaks to a lot of your um population that people put down all the time the racially yes yes um, the racial prejudices prejudice it it does bring that up too Um, right but you know the children are magical as opposed to the different types of races but even even among the children there are you know, different levels. There are, yes. Um, that there, each of them is a different type of magical being. So. You have a troll. Yeah. You have a sprite. I'm sorry, you have a gnome. No. Not a troll. A, yes, gnome. She's a gnome. You have a sprite. You have a shapeshifter. Yes. We won't tell you what Lucy, what Lucy is. is no. And then Chauncey, nobody ever really knows. Nobody knows what Chauncey is. Yeah. Somebody said, think Martian. Oh. <laughs> Somebody yeah, told me, think Martian. As, you know, kind of um, he's like described as this yeah. um, little blob with eyeballs that stick up on stalks yes, on his head, he and he tentacles. has a tail, and he has tentacles, and yeah. um, so they don't know exactly. And then what there's another creature called a wyvern. Yes, yes. Um, another magical creature, yes. but um, but the children have managed to make this place a home. And um, that is the one thing that Linus, I think that's what... Linus has never really had a home, from my my impression of the way his life has been, is that he's never had an actual home like that, people to care for and take care of, other than his cat. (laughs) And he discovers that his cat actually has a personality, too. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, his cat has been stifled all this time. And now the cat, too, is is opening up. And yeah. actually, Linus and his cat have a now different... They have a different relationship. Relationship yeah. after this. Um, more accepting of each other. Yeah. And... Um, but it, it's... I just... I find the kids were fun. The kids fun. Were, were fun. I really love the kids. Yes. Um, you find out a secret about Arthur as well. It, 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 they kind of allude to it at different places. Yes, 
But you don't get the whole thing until till the end of the book. The end of the book of what Arthur, who Arthur and, is, and and when he has to step up for the kids, yeah. when he has to make a decision that I have that to he needs to protect them, protect the children, and then you find out his secret and why he was at this particular orphanage. Yeah. Um. There, yes. So there's. Unfortunately, this is one of those books that we can't tell you a whole lot about. about it, yes, because it gives too much away. It gives so much (laughs) away. I wasn't completely enamored with it. Yeah. It's just not really my type of book. I mean, I do like some fantasy. Yeah. Um, And like I said, it it does have snippets of Harry Potter in it with the magical beings. Um, and the the prejudice that is shown against yes well, say, in this like, case in Harry Potter they were muggles the humans were considered yeah yeah and in this case it's beings. the magical creatures that are, that are considered the lesser, the lesser yeah. beings but it, it does talk about prejudice it talks about biases against mm-hmm. all kinds of different different people people yeah. in general yeah. and the fact that we can't we shouldn't just look at one thing about a person but um this isn't really my type of book (laughs) (laughs) it was a little tame for my taste Uh i'm i'm more into murder mysteries i gotta admit um but uh i i found it to be kind of a glorified romance novel in a way it sort of was yes yeah there's another aspect of the book (laughs) yes there's another part of the book that that you don't realize it's going to come up <laughs> until you're about halfway or almost towards the end. I kind of, you get the feeling it's going to happen. If you read any of the reviews that are written on the book itself, you know, from other authors. Yeah, you'll get information you, about it, yes. it. Some of it is kind of a little bit of a spoiler alert, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. It doesn't give a whole lot away, but it makes, but as you're reading the book, you go, oh yeah, I see where that came from now. Right, yeah then you're kind of ready for certain things that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does end up with a very happy ending. Yes. I will tell you that it does yes. end up with a very happy ending. It's There's a little intrigue. A ever after type of a book. Yes. There's a little intrigue near the end when Linus decides he has to do something and um, he takes it upon himself to be, it becomes slightly criminal. Yes, yes, that's right. So, uh, but, uh, so what was your take just on the general, did you like it? Overall, I did, I eventually, yes, I did like the book. Um, like I said, it, it took until Linus arrived at the island and started meeting the children. He actually, for me, he had, it was when that interaction with the kids, um, that I started to really like it. And especially Lucy. And for me, he was... He was my favorite of the children. Um, I just like the way he would interact with Linus and scare him sometimes. Yes. I I, I have to um, admit, I like Talia. Yeah. Just I because like I like gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Talia, too. She, she was great. Um, but for me, Lucy, and part of that probably is because um, I tend towards... Um, horror fiction <laughs> so lucy kind of fits in that for me um <laughs> yes 
So that, that uh, yeah, his character did help me with the story. <laughs> I think it was just a combination of all of them, really. Yeah. That, it, yeah and and it the way the, they um, interacted with each other, that yes. they didn't see anything wrong no. with each other. They all treated each other like brothers and sisters. And, and yeah. And the things that brothers and sisters do. I mean, right. they picked on each other. They had yes. their little spats. Yes, they have, yeah. But, like normal but when families. it came right down to it, it was a family, yeah. you know. They took care of each other. Yeah. Took care of each other very well. So anything else you want to add? Like I said, um, the book to me turned out to be a pretty good book. So if you like something light and and um, easy to read, this is, this is you know, a, a, the book to pick up. Yes. I, I, it was, it was kind of light. Even though there's some heavy subject matter. There's some heavy subject matter. But it's treated well. I mean, you don't get bogged down with it. Right. So, but it does bring it out. So, we will leave you at that without telling you a whole lot. Hopefully (laughs) enough that you will want to pick it up and read it. It is, like I said, it is the Gulf Coast Reads for October October this this year. year, Next month is our Read What You Want again thing where we will be reading whatever we choose to read and when we come back we'll be telling you some of the different things that we've been reading thank you mary for joining me today to discuss this book and uh we will see you next time 